This call is now being recorded. Hey, everybody, what's up? This is your boy, Sugar Ray. You are now tuned in to the Black Men Working Podcast. Today is Sunday, March 17th, man. Shout out to all my Pisces celebrating their birthday today. This is what we do. This is how we do. And speaking of Pisces, man, I got a very, very, very special guest. Young man I just met Friday at the second annual Teen Film Festival at the Museum of Moving Image. This young man is powerful, man. He just turned 18 and had his film screened at the film festival. This 18-year-old, Tess Solomon, filmmaker, writer, artist of short mayor from Far Rockaway, New York, man. Welcome to the show, brother. Thanks for having us. I mean, well, thanks for joining us. So you got me nervous, man, because um, it's not every day that I get to speak to a young brother who is following his dreams, man, and making an impact through something that he loves to do, man. So thanks for joining us. I'm excited to have you, and what's up? How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Listen, I really appreciate you having me on the show. Of course, man. Happy belated birthday to you. You're 18. Um, Just a few days after your birthday, you had your film screened at the film festival. Talk about that real quick. How did that feel to be there in in a room amongst your peers, people your age, a little younger, a little older, as well as people much older than you, for coming to support something that you put together, man. How did that feel? Wow. So the Teen Film Fest, and this is actually this was actually my very first film festival, and meeting all these different filmmakers and teens, it was a really great experience. You know, networking with all these different people. But actually, and it's weird because Jet Striker was my very first movie that I did, and you know, actually seeing it on the big screen, it's just. No words could describe the happiness that I felt. And, you know, it's weird. It's my first movie, and, you know, you never think at your first shot you would take such big steps at some point. You know what I mean? Definitely, definitely. But that goes to something that you told me a little while ago before we, mm-hmm. before we were recording. Take that leap of faith. Of course. You know, take that leap of faith, man. Step out into it and just do it. You know what they say, it's do or die, now or never. And, <laughs> definitely. You know, you have to do it someday. If not someday, then no day. No day. So why you might as well do it now? No time at the present. Mm, of course. And, you know, my parents always tell me to, like, reach for the stars. And I like to thank them for this, by the way, because without them, I wouldn't get this opportunity to be talking to you. So, yes, I would like to thank them for that as well. Awesome. Of course. Of course. Um, so let's go back a little bit. Talk to us. So you're 18 years old. You got your first film done. You got your first film in the film festival. Big thing. But it wasn't always this way. So at what point did you know that you wanted to make films? How old were you? What was happening in your life at that time? And what literally was the inspiration behind, you know what, I'm going to make a film someday? Okay, so to be honest, I didn't really know I was going to go into films. It's funny because I actually wanted to become a graphic designer. And, you know, for college, I'm still weighing my options between film and graphic design, so I didn't really know. It all, it actually all started like in ninth grade because I just, I was homeschooled from middle school, sixth, seventh, Mm -hmm. and eighth. And you know, just starting high school, it was like a real big change for me. So you know, the fact that my love for superheroes, it was so comforting. I always used to dive into comics outside of the real world. So then, because I'm always drawn, so I came up with this character called Jet Striker. So in a way, telling the story of Jet Striker, because he's also a homeschooled kid going to high school. So telling wow. the story of Jet Striker is also kind of telling the story of me. Terrence wow. Sanborn, he just turned 15, and his father just joined the forces. So he kind of has a lot of it on his plate. 
So when his father goes into his first mission, his father becomes very hurt by this accident that happens in the Rockaway. But I don't want to spoil it. I'm just like telling some of yep. it. Yep. I don't want to Definitely. tell all of it. Don't don't tell all of it. Please don't. <laughs> yeah. So it's like. No, that's, thank you. That's just the start of it. Got it. Um, how did you? What well, I mean? Okay, you told us a little bit about Jet Striker. How did you come up with the name Jet Striker? And how long did it take you to actually do the film? Like from okay. from from uh, from concept to completion. What was that process okay. like? So um, this is going to be a process because when I did the comic, because Jet Striker started out as a comic, like in my eleventh grade year. In eleventh grade, I'm gonna be honest, it was pretty horrible for me. So Jet Striker, it took me, like, it, it was very soothing for me. And that was actually the very first comic that I ever did. And, you know, I always, because, you know, I'm very doubtful sometimes. That's how I am. So I thought to myself, let me do this comic because I know it's going to take some time. So I had to put in the time and energy for it. And like I told you earlier, it it was a now and never thing. It was a leap of faith. So it took me a total of seven months to do the comic book. But it took me a total of 50 pages going back and forth from my room to the kitchen, drawing and scanning. And it, it was in three parts. So here wow. I am with this comic of Jet Striker. Now, let's flash forward to senior year of high school. I start the LPG Cinetech Film Club with Miss Ebony. Uh, shout out to them, by the way. And um, I told them about this comic that I did, and they were really shocked about it. And they said we could make whatever movie we wanted. So I said, why don't we start out with Chess Striker? So mm. with her help, we were able to animate it on Photoshop. And the shot list, the screenplay, because I'll be honest, when I wrote the comic, I didn't have a screenplay. I wow. said to myself, it wasted, like, a lot of time. So I just went straight from straight to the paper and drawing. So no screenplay. All the, shot, all the shots that we took were from the comic book. All the scenes in the short movie are from the comic book. So technically, the comic without the, um, the comic book, Jet Striker wouldn't have been made. Wow, amazing! <laughs> wow, so so inspiring, man. Um, was there any point in in doing the comic? The seven months that it took to do the comic, back mm-hmm. and forth, room, back and forth, drawing, scanning. Was there any point that you wanted to quit? And if so, how did you push through? Okay. What was the what 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 was the conversation you had in your head that said I can't give up I can't quit I started it I gotta finish it. Well, the fact that I've been drawing a lot of mini comics since I was like a little kid. Well, here's the thing I'm gonna give a little short story diverge a little from the subject here. Right. When I was a kid, like whenever I used to be punished, right? You know how like a parents take away your toys at times that you're not able yep. to play with them. So what I did was I was. I used to, like, draw my own figurines. So I used wow. to draw my own Superman, my own Batman. I used to cut them out, and I used to play with them and emulate them as if they were on screen. So I've, I've been drawing for God knows how long, since I was a kid. I guess it's something that's just in you. So all the way from now, flash forward to third grade, because I always drew these in these little booklets that told about my life, that told what I was thinking about. Because I'm always told, like, whatever I want to draw to just do it. But, you know, I never really had the patience to dive deep into a comic book that, like, I actually read, like, Spider-Man or, like, Captain America or Batman. Because those were my main inspirations for the comic book and Black Panther or, or those Spawn comic books. 
So in order to dive deep into there, I knew sacrifices had to be done. So the fact that, like, 11th grade wasn't really treating me well, I decided to dedicate most of my time to drawing Jet Striker. And I knew it would take a lot of time, but in the end, it would be worth it. So in my mind, there wasn't, I didn't really want to quit. It's just mm-hmm. that the fact that it took so long, so much time and effort, it was pretty painful. And the fact that I was really meticulous about how I wanted the paper to be and how I didn't really want any regrets later on, that's the only painful thing there was to it, really. But other than that, it wasn't really painful at all. Amazing. So talk a little bit about going from comic book concept to actually seeing it transformed into a film. Did it fit in that theater? Did the previous time and all the effort that you put into it, is it worth it? Was it worth it for you? Oh, my goodness. It's it's very worth it. You know how you're always fantasizing when you're a kid. I'll be honest. If I were to tell myself in ninth grade that I would see my short film at the Museum of Moving Image, I wouldn't really believe myself. It, it would be very crazy. You know, I'm still at a shock with this. Because at a point, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going with the motions of life, really. Because you never know what where life is going to take you, you know. Yep. And this goes to people out there. When people, I like to dedicate this to people who are, like, being bullied or who have different ideas. If you have something that fills you or gives you adrenaline and that gives you a meaning in the world, just go for it. Because the only the only person or thing that's going to define that figure in life, that motion, that thing in your head, the only person that's going to define it is you. So you just have to go for it. Amazing. No, absolutely. I agree 100%. Um how how was your parents feel? What what was their response? Your, your family, your friends, um, when they heard that you were doing a film, were they supportive of you? Oh, my parents. My parents are always supportive of me, like one hundred percent. You know, you know, moms. <laughs> Shout this out to mom. She um she was very and I like I'm shaking just by telling you this because mm-hmm. like we've come from such a long way from all these bad teachers from people saying that I wouldn't do well in school to now actually I'm about to graduate this year. It's crazy. Nice. So mom was very supportive. And you know, dad always took these giant steps from taking me out of Catholic school and putting me in home school. So my parents always said they they were always very supportive of me. So whatever I wanted to do, they would always, you know, jump on a bandwagon. As long as they're supporting their baby, that's all that matters. Because, you know, I, no. I don't, as long as I'm not in the street or getting into any trouble, because I'm usually a homebody type of guy, as mm-hmm. long as I'm not doing anything that's degrading of me, they're they're always up for it. Nice, nice, nice. And what did they what did they say when they saw your film, when they saw your name on screen? What was their response? I'll be honest, uh, they were just as happy as I am, you know, <laughs> jumping, jumping up and down. <laughs> You know, twirling all around, dancing, it's, 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 I'm still in shock. I still have a smile on my face just telling you about it. As you should, man. Again, like, <laughs> you, you just turned 18, right? Yes. That's, it's not like 18 going, you just turned 18, you're still in high school. Do you know how many people have had the dream of becoming a filmmaker since they were six, seven, eight, nine years old that lived to be 80 or 90 years old that had, Quote unquote, what seems to be good lives. They made good money. They traveled. They seemed to be happy, but they died miserable because they regretted never following their heart and making their films. 
No, I, there I really, are tons of people like that. Tons wow. of people. So the fact that, like I said, I'm 35. If I die tomorrow, right, I would technically not be a filmmaker. I have a lot of scripts that I wrote. I have some stuff that I produced. Um, I had some, but I didn't make anything that was my own yet. But so I, if I die, I'm sorry, but if I if I may that, interrupt, I would like to tell like, this to all filmmakers or people who ever have a dream. I would just like to tell them if they are listening, just don't stop. Because like I said, in the end, only you will define you. Like, my parents always tell me there are people in life called me, myself, and I. Like, people mm. will watch you stumble and fall. And, you know, like, who knows what will become of this striker thing in the future. Like, hopefully it will become something big. But I'm not going to let people stop me. And as for people out there who haven't really had a dream yet, just go for it. Don't let people stop you. Because in the end, like I said, you only define you. And, you know... You don't regret about the things that you did, but the things that you didn't do. And please, life is not all about regrets. Life is all about living and just being happy. Absolutely, 100%. So let me ask you this. If you wasn't doing film right now, if you didn't have Jet Striker for those seven months, and if you didn't have comic books, what would you be doing with your time? What else are you passionate about? Well, me, what I'm passionate about is, I'll be honest, Sugar Ray, comic books and movies are the only thing that I'm passionate about. You know, yeah. Like, I've always watched movies when I was younger. They've always lived in my life. Since watching Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, I've always, I've always, and I still emulate their movements by watching them because it just puts me in awe. The smallest things they do put me in awe. So, you know, it was actually a big influence on me, watching Black Panther and reading Spawn, doing all of that. I've always said I wanted to be in my own superhero movie. I've always had that mindset. So to be honest, without any directing or any comic book writing, there wouldn't be a Tess Solomon because those two things are the things that define my life, you know, including that of Miles Morales, you know. Those are the big movements. Those are the trend in Hollywood right now. And, you know, if Cheshire ever does become a trend, I hope to keep it going, you know what I mean? I do, I do, I do. Um, so amazing, man. This, this is again. I need to just keep reminding you that what 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 you've done and what you were doing, um, mm-hmm. and some of the stuff you aspire to do, is again, it's a dream come true for so many. And even for those of us who are older, who again we look at you and you know those in your generation, your age group, as younger brothers or nephews or nieces or little sisters. To see you guys doing it, living your dreams, it makes all of us smile because that. that's something that a lot of us, my generation, the you know thirty and up, thirty three, thirty four and up, um, a lot of us took the, took that leap of faith and went and followed our dreams. But a lot of us were conditioned to mm-hmm. follow society's standard of what it means to be successful, going to work at a job that we don't like, that we're actually miserable, a job or a lifestyle that's actually killing us. Mm-hmm. Right, we're not doing what we want to be doing, and so the fact that there are young people out there who are doing what they want to be doing, who are having these opportunities, who can speak like you speak about the only person defining you is you. That's that's knowledge that I just developed in my twenties. Wow. That I just realized that you know what, my mother doesn't define me, my father doesn't define me, the trouble I've been in doesn't define me. What defines me is what I do now and going forward. Of course. I didn't I didn't develop that concept until I was in my mid to late twenties. So the fact that you have that at just turning eighteen, 
right? <laughs> because technically, if we're going to be technical, two weeks ago you was a 17-year-old, right? Um, <laughs> so the fact that you have this knowledge and this wisdom, man, is, is remarkable. Um, so, again, thank you for sharing it. Um, let me ask you this question. Wait, um, is it okay if I can say something? Of course. Please do. Just by you having me on this podcast, you're doing a great thing also out there. You're just showing that people, like, just by you telling your story to me, it's showing that you haven't given up. And no matter how old you are, you could always break free. And, you know, the sky is still the limit for you because you're still here and standing. So I really appreciate you for that. <laughs> Yo, you're the man, Tess. Thank you so much. And I'm actually, I'm gonna put this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this out there in the universe, right? Um, mm-hmm. I actually started writing, so I've been writing since I was a kid, like five, six years old. I've been writing poetry and short stories, so I actually mm-hmm. love writing. There is nothing I'm more passionate oh, about. You, you than... write poetry and short stories? Absolutely, I do. Oh, I, I write, um, I write poems and short stories as well. Nice, and I write films, and I, I just wrote a script for someone a couple of months ago, a 30-page script for someone. Um, so, yeah, I write. I get busy when it comes to writing. Um, and I start, I started writing a little comic a couple of years ago, about three, four years ago, right? I started writing a little comic. Yeah, really, and um, <laughs> this is perfect, right? Um, I have some friends who make video games, right? Um, yeah, man, Um we have some connections, Tess. We have some stuff to really talk about because um, minds think alike. I will say this. I will put this out there for our audience and for you to hear. I, no one knows what tomorrow is going to hold, right? No one knows what's going to happen tomorrow. But my intention is to, at some point, work with you to sit down, have a conversation over some food, and figure out is there a project that we can work on together. Of course. That would be like a dream come true for me to work with another younger brother who, in all respects, is a little more successful than me when it comes to filmmaking because he's done one, had a screen at a festival, and I haven't. So I'm gonna learn from you. Oh, and we're wow. gonna just Thank see, you. and we're gonna feed each other, right? Because that's the that's the purpose and that's the beauty of brotherhood. When you have and brotherhood, you have an older brother and a younger brother. You feed each other. I have a great network. I have supporters. I know how to go get the money. Oh, you yeah. have the skills. You've done it. So I, I guess at some point we could put our heads together and make something happen. Of right? course. Um, so let me ask you this. Who inspires you in general? Well, I'll be honest. Wow. That is a very great question, actually. Very great question. I have a lot of inspiration. Well, first off, my parents are my inspiration. You nice. know, Pop culture is my inspiration, overall pop culture, because you could take every element. Whenever you rewatch movies, you always take an element that you can learn from, and it always builds up and accumulates into something bigger. So that's another one. Um, Mar- Marvel Comics and DC Comics, all the things that make me happy overall and make other kids happy, and all these shows, Ben 10, and all these other Cartoon Network shows that Still air on TV often, and for reruns, Teen Titans, The Spectacular, <laughs> Spider-Man. Oh, and most of all, Stan Lee, Stan the Man Lee, I would like to pay my respect to him because without him, we wouldn't really have any of this. Without Jack Kirby or without Kevin Graveau, without um, Todd McFarlane for Spawn, without Steve Ditko, without, without all of these people because they all shape pop culture as we see it today you know because charles xavier for the x-men i'm going a little off topic here but you know without without him because martin luther king inspired the x-men so in a way 
without the story of the mutants, we wouldn't really understand segregation. Well, that's one way. But, like, that's one way we wouldn't understand segregation or also understand each other. You know, all the black activists out there, such as Barack Obama and all of them standing up for the good in the world, whoever stands up for the good, all of these elements all together, they, like, mold my experience and the type of people that I am. You know, all the black people, all the activists, everyone all together, all the superheroes, all the pop culture, my parents, my teachers at Channel View School for Research, I really thank them for that because without all these things, I really don't know where I would be right now. So it's a lot to it. Amazing. No, definitely. It's, it's like, um, so something I say, right? So a couple of years ago, I'm going to share a short story with you. A couple okay. of years ago, um, I was fortunate enough to stay at a monastery with some Buddhist monks upstate New York for a week. Wow. Um, and in that time, so prior to that, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm a young black man. Um, okay. I grew up eating with my family, sometimes, sometimes eating by myself, but we talk and eat, right? We eat mm-hmm. and we have conversations and we laugh, we tell jokes. That's, oh, yeah. that's part of the talk. time that we talk, table talk. Mm-hmm. But the monks are silent when they eat. Oh. Right? They eat in silence or very little chatter, whispering, very low talk, and only a little bit of it is necessary. Right, but they eat in mm-hmm. silence, and I knew that prior, but I didn't understand why. But it wasn't until I was there in the monastery with them that, without explanation, I got it. They oh. ate silently because, mm-hmm. right, they have respect for the food that they're eating, knowing that the food that they are eating, whatever it is, at one point had life; it was alive. Wow! And for the, for the food to go from life, whether it was an animal, whether it was a plant, whether it was a grain or a nut, whatever it was. Someone had to put some energy into killing it or, or, or harvesting it, right, and then mm-hmm. packaging it and then transporting it, right, and then selling it, right. So the monks ate in silence because they wanted to pay the utmost respect to the food and all of the energy that went into making the food, pay respect to the elements, to the sun, to the rain, wow. to the wind, right, to That's the snow. To, right there. All of the energy, pay, pay thanks to the, to the driver who transported the food, to the, to the farmer who harvested, right? Pay, pay, pay your respect to the person who cooked the food, right? To the person who served you the food. So they eat in silence as meditation. And so something you just said is something that I say that every person that we meet, every person that we encounter literally adds value or they can take away, right? But they add something to us. Oh, yeah. That now I like I am who I am because of uh, some of all of the things that I've experienced and all of the people that I encountered that poured love into me. Even I am who I am, even because of the ones who told me no. Wow! Right, all of it, all of it contributed to this moment now. All of this, what you're saying is, it's very deep right here. It is very deep. Wow! But it's true. Of course, real stuff. That's- Right, that's it's real stuff, but utmost, that's utmost respect right there. I give those those monks credit. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but going going back to you, brother. Um, where do you see yourself? Where is Tess Solomon in the next five years? At twenty two, at twenty three years old, at twenty five years, at twenty five years old. Where is Tess Solomon? Where is Jet Striker? What does your life look like in five to ten years? Wow, that is um, that's a great question. But it's very deep too. Like, um, Talk to me, brother. For me, <laughs> for me, I don't really like. 
I'm not saying that I don't know where I'm going to be, but I just need to take a day at a time because you don't really know what's going to happen in the future. You just want to hope for the best because anything can happen. You know, I, I could go to college, like one thing might not be for me, but one thing might lead to another. Who knows? But for me, I hope, like for sure I'm going to, wherever I am, like whether I get another occupation or it's not film, but I hope it's film and graphic design, I'm going to continue Jeff Stryker, most likely. And like wherever I go from here, whether like, but for sure I'm going to continue writing stories. Because I've showed people most of my stories and most people want to tell me to keep going. If now, you know, if they say keep going, I just keep going. Because, you know, if they're inspired by it, then, you know, I might as well just keep going because the only way going. Up, that's the only way up, you know. If people say they like it, then, you know, they like it. I'm just going to continue doing it. And um, one of the things that I really wanted to do, if I ever were to become something or something were to become a Jeff Stryker overall, would be to help others. Whenever mm-hmm. I was a little kid, I always did, and every night whenever I go to bed, one of my prayers is to help those with sickness at St. Jude mm-hmm. because it's not fair that they get a very little lifespan and they never get anything that they want. So that would be my dream. I would want to raise for charity. That would be one of my greatest accomplishments. If I don't do anything else in the future, that's one thing I would want to do, raise charity. Wow. Amazing. But other, Amazing. But other than that, I'm going to try and keep doing what I'm doing and, you know, just, oh, without this, I would like to dedicate this to God, too, by the way, because without him, there wouldn't really be a jet striker. So I would like to continue doing what I'm doing, hopefully do a charity in the future and just go with the stars, you know. Let's just let it take off. We'll see where it goes from there. Yes, sir. I know. Um, I'm going to help you out with one thing. Don't. Take try out. You're not trying to do it. You're doing it. Yeah. You're not trying to do something with Jeff Strike. You're doing it and you're doing a pretty good job. You know, so I commend you. Um I'm sure I'm sure every adult who meets you commends you and salutes you and you know is proud of you. Um I'm sure those who listen to this podcast will smile, right? Um, because again there are so many of us who we know that young black men and young black women and you know we know that we're doing great right but sometimes you get a little discouraged you know we see the murders we see people going to jail we see the suicides we see the bullying we see all of this stuff happening and it discourages some people and so it's always good like it's always a good time to hear a positive story it's always the right time to hear from a young black man or a young black woman who was doing something positive with themselves. It's really always a perfect that. time to hear from someone who is pushing through all of life's obstacles and striving for their dream. It's always a perfect time to speak to someone like that. You know? I um, really appreciate that. And so like I said, I salute you, young brother. I commend you, man. Um, you have any yeah. last words? You have any last words, any tips, any words of advice? You gave you gave a lot of advice. You gave a lot of strong, empowering words. Do um, you have anything that you want to close with before we wrap up? Yes, I, I do, actually. Like, to, um, to some African-Americans out there, because, like you said, some can be discouraged or some don't have a path in life or some don't even know where their path is. You know, it might not be now, but it might be later on, but you'll find your path slowly but surely you know whether you'll find it or life will find you just Mm. know that you have it 
You're the talent. Wow. Never give up. Like Miles Morales said, you know, it's it's a leap of faith. That's all you could take. And, you know, still I rise and still I have a dream. And, you know, no one's going to define us, you know. Just keep rising. Just keep rising. Oh, and, um, thank also, you so much. I would, like to, yeah. I would like to thank you for having me on your show today. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Not a problem, man. Thanks for having the time, for joining me. I know you're a busy young man, man, so I appreciate it. We here thank at the Black Men Working Podcast appreciate it. Again, man, everyone, this is your boy Sugar Ray. We were here live today with Brother Tess Solomon, 18-year-old filmmaker, writer, artist, artist extraordinaire, graphic designer um, from Far Rockaway, New York, man. The brother just turned 18 on March 8, 2019, and had his first film project screened at the second annual Teen Film Festival just a week later, man. That's history. This brother is doing big things, man. Check out his film, Jet Striker, when it's released. You know, um, hit him up, Tess Solomon on Facebook, man. Um, stay tuned for more greatness. Black Men Working Podcast, um, this is what we do. I'm so sorry. Is it okay if I could say one more thing? Yes, sir. Please do. Okay, so I could be followed on Facebook and Twitter. My Instagram is currently in the process of being created, so not just yet, but later on you can follow me there. But I would also like to shout out my mom, my dad, all my teachers at Channel View School for Research. I won't be able to say all of them because I'm afraid I might forget, but i like to shout out Miss <laughs> Ebony for LPG's in Tech, Mr. Gubin. And, you know, if I haven't really said your name, I would like to thank you from the bottom of my heart because I know who you are and I, I don't forget you. So thank you because I am who you are because of me. So thank you again. There you have it, man. I'm sorry. I said in reverse. I am who I am. What I meant to say was I am who I am because of you. That's what I meant. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir, man. It's all good. No worries, man. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. 18-year-old Tess Solomon, official filmmaker, had his first film officially screened at the second annual Teen Film Festival, Museum of an Image. He's doing big things, man. Reach out to him. Check him out and support the Black Men Working Podcast. Peace.